Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me up when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Hey guys, this is Zach from Black Tide, and you're listening to Talking Metal. Rock, rock over London, Zurich, Auckland, Dublin, Dallas, Milwaukee, Los Angeles, Sydney, Indianapolis, Tokyo, Seattle, Paris, Budapest, Berlin, New York. Ladies and gentlemen, Two men who are committed to rocking you wherever you might be. John Astronomy and Mark Striegel. Welcome to the Talking Metal Podcast. Broadcasting around the world from TalkingMetal.com and StriegelsMusicNews.com. Checking in with a Christmas and happy Hanukkah. Salute to you guys. Happy holidays, John. Happy Kwanzaa and happy Festivus. I don't know what those are, but happy those things, too. Anyways, let's get into some Christmas music. Our good friend's twisted sister, Eddie Ojeda. Eddie, who uh, appeared on Talking Metal Unfused, one of my all-time favorite guitar players. This is O Come All Ye Faithful off the Pod Safe Music Network, a little twisted sister.
was O Come, All Ye Faithful, Joyful and Triumphant, by Twisted Sister off the Podsafe Music Network, put together by our good friend Michael Butler. Yes. Keep the Christmas spirit going here. By the way, we got a great interview with Zach from Black Tide, one of our favorite bands, which we spoke about on the Talking Metal on Fuse show, and they are right here on the podcast today. Yeah, absolutely. I called in to Zach. He was down in Miami, Florida, and these guys have a ton of cool stuff happening, and you will hear all about that very soon in the interview. This is a little Billy Gibbons, Lemmy Kilmeister, and Mr. Dave Grohl from Foo Fighters Nirvana, and of course, Probot, rocking us with Run Rudolph Run. Check out a little sound sample here on Talking Metal. <laughs> Wish you a Metal Xmas and a headbanging New Year record that features a lot of great people like Alice Cooper, Dio, Tony Iommi, Steve Lukather, George Lynch, Steve Morse, and Queensryche's Jeff Tate. I got a quick, quick thing. I once carried Billy Gibbons' guitar for him from the airport to his car. Well, you have connections with all these guys because you once did a little drinking with myself and Lemmy way back in the scrap bar days. And if you guys haven't heard this story, he actually tells it to Dave Grohl on VH1. And I believe that clip is still up on VH1.com. We have a link if you go to TalkingMetal.com. Scroll down. I think there's some links somewhere on the right-hand side of the page. I believe that'll take you over to a video of John interviewing Dave Grohl, telling him about Lemmy Kilmeister on VH1. Absolutely, guys. And that gives me the opportunity to make a major announcement. I am currently working with MTV Networks. Cool. The Fuse ride was great. We were with them through the whole year. We're wrapping things up with them now. And... uh, you know, we'll see what happens. We got a few tricks up our sleeve. We are 
working it, Talking Metal style. We have a new press release out. I think we're going to put that up in the news section. Check out all the stats. There's even a free download of us jamming South of Heaven with Richard Christie and Byron from God Forbid and Metal Mike. So definitely check that out. Can you put a link up to that in the news section? No doubt about it. I will do it. And by the time you guys hear this, it will be up. Cool. Well, I think that's about it for this episode. Let's get into an interview with Zach from Black Tide, and we'll end with some Black Tide music. Use those links on today's show notes to download Black Tide. The song you'll hear at the end of today's show is a great song, Warriors of Time. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Holidays. Right now, this is the interview I conducted with Zach Sandler from Black Tide. Hey, it's John from Talking Metal. I'm calling from Midtown Manhattan. On the line, we have Zach Sandler from Interscope Recording Artist, Black Tide. How you doing, Zach? Um, feeling a little under the weather, but doing all right. I hope you feel better. Now, Zach, congratulations. Light from Above is an amazing record. Uh, Mark and I saw you guys out on OzFest back in 2007, and we've been fans from the start. Killer, man. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's been a crazy like a year and a half. Yeah, and you guys have been pretty much all around the world. You know, you've done festivals, you've done U.S. stuff, and you're getting ready to go right back overseas to do the Kerrang! tour. Now, tell me about that. We, we've always had a pretty good relationship with uh, Kerrang! and especially after winning that whole Kerrang! award thing. And uh, we uh, they hit us up about doing uh, the Kerrang! tour, Bring Me the Horizon and uh, Mindless Self-Indulgence. And then as it's progressed now, they've added Duran Gray as direct support and... Uh, in case of fires opening, it's, you know, it's going to be two and a half weeks of just madness because every time we go to England, we have an amazing time and we get to start off in Ireland. Are you guys 21 yet? I was going to say a lot of good drinking over that way. Uh, no, I just turned 20 uh, last time we were overseas, but um, drinking age there was like 18, oh, 16 cool. in some places, so... It just it gets ugly. Yeah, very good. Now, right before you guys go over there, you guys are doing one show down in your home state of Florida, and it's for a charity. Tell me a little bit about that. We, we were looking for something to do because, you know, having us off for this, this much time is just terrible, and uh, we got hit up by MySpace. Uh, they're doing, I guess, 10 shows in 10 major cities. It's going to be at the House of Blues, I think? Uh, yeah. Great, great. And then they're involved with the charity as well. Yes, yes, they are. Very, very good. Now, you guys just got a uh, brand new guitar player, Austin, and I heard he learned your whole set in two days. Yeah. Did you guys know him before, or how did you wind up hooking up with him? Yeah, he was a, he was a friend of ours. He's actually how we uh, how we got introduced to our drummer. Very cool. And, um, and like, you know, we we'd always we kind of had him on the mind when we knew we needed another guitarist. We, we loved them. I think it's cool that you guys had a, a friendly split and you just basically switched guitar players because, you know, you guys were going in different directions and you didn't want to, you know, look back 10 years later and say, man, you know, maybe we should have made a change and everybody could have went on and did their own thing. So you decided to make the switch. And I think that was a, a smart and uh, mature kind of a decision to make. Like, like Metallica, for example. I mean, they had Jason Newstead playing bass for him for what like 14 years and he was just miserable right i mean we didn't we didn't want to be on situations where one day it just all blew up and there was angry and then everyone's bringing up past shit it's like you know what let's just let's just deal with it now let's let's not be a bunch of kids no pun intended right and let's handle it like adults which is funny because most adults don't do it like that anymore no you're right you guys actually could teach a lot of the bands that we've all grown up listening to some lessons 
because you you really made what I consider a mature decision. And uh, it's amazing that one of the most mature decisions in heavy metal is, is coming from a group of guys as young as you guys. How about you? I smell a reality TV show cooking. Right, absolutely. Now, you guys got a bunch of other cool things going on that I wanted to talk about. One, your partnership with the guys who do the legendary video game. And uh, actually, you know, why don't we start with that and then I'll bring in some of the other questions. Um, once again, you know, sitting on our asses on tour and we get a phone call from like our management. They're like, hey, legendary video game, you know, they, they love your stuff. They want to they want to put your song in their game. And we're like, yeah, of course, you know, cool. And then they further, they're like, no, we want to run full promo with you guys. We want to make, we want to do contests with you. And we're like, hell yeah, dude. You know, we, we, we really want to reach out to that gamer uh, audience because, you know, half of us are gamers ourselves. Perfect combination. Oh, yeah. And then something else that I think goes hand in hand with, you know, heavy metal video games is animation. And you guys, a while back, uh, maybe a couple of months ago, launched the Warriors of Time animation series. And uh, how did that come about? There was a, an artist in, uh, I think, in New York, who, you know, he was just like, he's like, hey, I have this idea for for this uh, for this animated character, and I want to see what you guys think about it. And we're just like, dude, bring it on. And we got like uh, like pictures of of uh, of the character. I think we're calling him the bastard right now, right? Because he's kind of a bastard. <laughs> um, we were like, oh, that thing looks really cool. And he's like, he's like, well, I have an animation idea, and he he sent us a finished one, like a little fifteen second clip, and we're just going to use them, like you know, use three or four to run a promo with, and uh, it's, from what I'm being told right now, is there's like a full length version coming out. Very cool. There's a, a great magazine. It's called Royal Flush. It's something that if you haven't seen yet, you should check out because it kind of combines all of the stuff we're talking about: gaming, animation, comics, sci-fi. I did a, uh, I think it was like a top ten album thing for them, or, or no, like oh, it was a uh, best movies to watch on tour. Oh, very cool. I did a whole piece for them, and they loved it because it was the best movies you could ever have. Yeah, absolutely. What, what were some of the movies? Mallrats, The Big Lebowski, um, Blow. Um, what else is on there? I think I pretty much listed every Kevin Smith movie and every Coen Brothers movie. <laughs> cool. Good stuff. Good stuff. Because that's just a good time. Now, when you guys were out on tour, you were recently covering The Prowler by Maiden. And uh, yes. I noticed in, I don't know if it was a posting that you posted on, on maybe your MySpace or your site, but some of the bands that you listed as influences were bands like Maiden, bands like Guns N' Roses, bands like Metallica. And what I think is cool is that that's, a, in my opinion, a diverse group of metal bands. And yet you guys, because of that, have your own sound. You don't sound like exactly like Metallica or you don't sound exactly like Maiden. But to me, you're what I think a unique metal band should sound like. And tell us about your influences and how the songwriting comes about. If I'm sitting there playing a video game or watching a movie or or anything, and I heard a song that just sounded kind of cool, I'd be like, shit, I have to find out what it is, and I have to listen to it. And yeah, that started when I was like, really, I like listening to The Doors and stuff, and then it kind of furthered when, uh, when I first got into Metallica, and I was like, all right, well, well, who's Metallica listen to? What makes them sound like they do? So you start tracing back. You find Diamond Head, Motorhead. You, you find all those early thrash bands and Iron Maiden. Even further back, it's just, it's just how you learn, and I've taken all that with great influence. All musicians, especially young musicians, should take the time to do what you did, which is to take a look at your influences and then take a look at their influences and really get a metal history lesson. Everyone would benefit from doing something like that. Oh, for sure. 
and, and well, you're starting to see it a lot more now with Vance, and you're seeing like some of their true character come out. I mean, the dudes in Avenged Sevenfold, you know, when when they were coming up, they were like the hardcore band, but then as they've evolved, they start to get in touch with more of their earlier influences, and now they're you know, in my opinion, they're like a modern-day Iron Maiden. Right, yeah, those guys are great. Uh, we, we actually saw them on a, a different OzFest the year before, I believe, OzFest 2006. Yeah, I, I went to that year. Did you see it in Florida or somewhere else? I saw it in Florida, um, where when the show came to our date, it was, uh, like most of the bands are dropped off for whatever reason. Wow. So I only got, like, Disturbed, Lacuna Coil, and uh, it was Disturbed, Lacuna Coil, it wasn't Down, the down last right. show. Wow. Somebody else was there. I don't, oh, Dragon Force is on it. Yeah. But it was, it was kind of insane because I'm a huge System of a Down fan, and that was their last show they've ever played together. Wow. So you saw them right at the end of OzFest and the last show. That's pretty amazing. I really do hope that they get back together to do another record and tour at some point. I, I don't see it happening. I've hung out with Serge. I've asked him, and he's just like, he's like, you know, we're all so happy not doing System of a Down. I'm just like... Wow! Breaking news. Yeah, no, it's, it's really, it's really sad to hear. He, he's, he's like, you know, we're just so happy. He's like, it could happen, but you know, we're doing really well at what we do. I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, look, we're glad that you're happy, but we really would rather you go back, or not rather, but so listen, like to see the you fans want to be happy, so right. Suck it up. Now, I wanted to talk about the music scene down in your area. It's such an amazing story. So many bands, especially young bands, want to know how you guys did it. Um, well, as far as interest of labels, that started at, a, at the Florida Music Festival in Orlando. So we had to drive four hours north to get any notice. Oh, okay. But because it's like a little mini South by Southwest, there's you know label reps from all over, people come and check out bands. But the whole starting and playing in where we are down in Kendall, um, which is like the suburb of like City of Miami kind of deal, um, there was like one club to play at, and like fifteen or sixteen other bands would literally play every weekend. Yeah, you know, every every Sunday we had a sh- we held shows, and cool. just more and more kids would show up. And there were points where, you know, we'd be able to show up and draw like six hundred kids. Wow! Which we were just like, wow, you know. I mean, that's amazing. Started, I I don't know any unsigned bands who can draw that amount of people. Yeah, you know, it'd be like us and like seven other bands that we're just friends with, and all we do. And it was a huge advantage for us being in high school and actually being in different high schools was we would go out and have a bunch of flyers printed for us for, like, dirt cheap and just pass them out, you know? Just leave, leave them in the bathrooms, put them in the urinal, put them in every kid's hand. Even if they're not going to go to the show, put it in that kid's hand. Right. And it grew. I mean, there's still kids today who come to me and be like, hey, how's that band Radio used to be in? I'm like, oh, well, we changed our name and we're signed and we toured the world. Yeah, and it's like, what? <laughs> they're like, amazing. what the fuck? How did your parents react to all this? First off, you getting in a metal band, and then some of you guys left school to to go out, you know, and tour the world. What what did they think of it? Oh man, my mom was the happiest person in the world, and I was like, "Mom, our band's making it. We're gonna tour." She was like, "Thank God." That's great. She's like, "I don't want you being a cop or something or a lawyer." <laughs> See, you got a cool mom, and uh, you know, I still am very lucky to have great parents like that. All, all of our parents have just been stupidly supportive of us, even when they probably shouldn't have been. We're like, listen, you know, we don't give a shit about school. We just want to go and, you know, play house parties and stuff. And they're just like wasting your, like, you know, they weren't the parents who went, oh, you're wasting your time. They're like, all right, do you need strings? Do you need picks? What do you, what do you need? That what can we help you with? Totally cool. That is great. Now, did you guys all take private lessons back in the day? Because the, one of the things that people say about you guys is that not only were you forming a metal band at a young age, but you guys were really good musicians at a young age. Um, as far as me... 
I started playing guitar when I was like eight or seven or something like that. Right. And yeah, yeah, I had a teacher for a little while, but he didn't really like teach me stuff. He just kind of jammed with me. He'd be like, hey, here's a scale. Now we're just going to jam for the next hour, and I want you to play around with it. I was like, all right. So I started doing that until I was like, well, that's when I was playing guitar. I stopped taking lessons because it took me like a year, and I was like, all right, this is, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm over it. And uh, just kept playing and learning myself. Now that's 14, I switched to playing bass. Cool. Um, because this band had no bass player. And I was like, dude, I'll do it. I'll gladly do it. Now, speaking of basses, what type of gear are you playing with right now? Playing uh, Schechter Stiletto Studios. Cool. Because amazing basses. They all come stock with the MGs. Uh, playing a PV uh, Tour 700 head out of uh, the Tour 810 cab. I'm hoping to add the. Uh, a 2x15 to it soon enough just so I can be even louder and uh Dunlop just sent me the greatest little uh, pedal ever the, uh, the Dunlop M80 which if you play bass you should own it I'm definitely going to have to check it out now you guys have this tour coming up so I know you're not going to be going back into the studio anytime in the next couple of months but uh actually we're uh, we're talking about going and demoing some stuff okay, right when cool. we get off our uh, February tour. Very cool. So you'll do some demos in the studio before you continue on with the rest of the dates? Pretty much. We're going to do the January tour overseas. Uh, then we're going to come back and we're doing a tour of Escape the Fate for six weeks. Cool. And uh, we're thinking what we might do is since the tour ends in LA, we might just jump into a studio for a week and just you know, try and knock out some songs, throw around ideas, uh, you know, just get some work done. Well, that's great, man. You guys are, are nonstop, and I think that's what it takes to really make it, and that's why you guys are taking the world right now by storm. And, you know, we at Talking Metal are, are really psyched to have you guys on. We've been fans from the beginning. We've played you guys before, and uh, we want to thank you for taking the time out to do the interview. Oh, thank you, man. Anytime. Cool, man. So what should we and play? I mean, anytime. We'll keep in touch with you guys and, you know, have you back on again. What should we play to take it out of the interview? Uh, I think we're going to have to go with Warriors of Time. It's just so epic. Okay, great, Zach. So right now, this is Warriors of Time.
One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.